All right. Welcome into episode seven of the Fantasy Trade School podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Fisher. Alongside me, my co-host, Diego. What's going on, man? Oh, it's been a rough fantasy week. It has been. It's been a crazy one. It was not rough for me, though. I was I was flying high. We're going to talk about that and more a little bit later, as well as be joined by a special guest. So this episode's going to be quite different from, uh, from the ones past, but we're going to get to hear from one of our other league members, and I'm excited about that. Um, but yeah, let's start it off talking about just this week in, in fantasy football in general yeah. and in our league, and uh, it was it was quite the crazy week. Yes, it was. Um, I'm just going to start it off, Kevin Fisher. Hey. hey. <laughs> Looking great. Winning your matchup 181 to 124. 181 is what I put up with Stephon Diggs, the number one wide receiver of the week, I believe the number one fantasy player putting up a total 40 points on a whopping three touchdowns. I believe it was 167 yards. He was on my bench, um, and I, I was still able to put up the most that we've seen in this league so yeah. far. Terry Hill came back for me. That was amazing. He was looking uh, great. Terry McLaurin kept doing what Terry McLaurin's been doing. Um, I'm, I'm a Case Keenum fan for, for that. I, I really appreciate them starting him again. and. Um, but yeah, it was a great week. Felt really, really good about it. Last week I was debating whether or not I want to sell, um, but I said I wanted to wait until I saw what my team looked like with Tyreek Hill, and if this is what my team looks like with Tyreek Hill, I'm going all the way. So <laughs> I'm excited. Um, of course, we can't get too too high or too low, but at the same time, I, I, I'm really encouraged for my team after yeah. this week. Yeah, well, I'm looking at your defense too. The Panthers killed it yeah. in London. Yep, 20, 23 points uh, facing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who... Are very hot and cold, and and it was it was yeah. interesting, and and uh, if we look at who I beat, I actually beat one of arguably the best uh, teams on paper uh, in our league so far. Alex, of course, tag yeah. poppers. We've talked about him a lot, and we're actually going to hear from him a little bit later on this episode. But um, I was able to come away with a win, and this was a very very important win for me. And I think it was it was <laughs> oh, just important to, to to take him down and, and give him his second loss of the season for the league. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he his team overall looked pretty good. Just you can't stop a team that has a white hot week like you did. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. Or just a white hot team in general. I think that's yeah. what it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. After 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 six weeks and going, uh, was it two and four? Two uh, and four. I, I I think I'm ready to win the championship. Yeah, I don't know, Kevin. We'll see. You're still two and four. <laughs> yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But like I said, just very encouraged uh, this week. Um, but yeah, let's let's move on a little bit. Let's talk about um, a pretty close matchup that you had between a now now a couple of uh, three and three teams in this league. Yeah, it was between you and J Mart. Uh, it was a close one. He beat you um, just by a few points. Here it was ninety eight point eight to ninety three. Uh, what do you think went right in this week, and what do you think went wrong for you? James Conner definitely went right. What did not go right was pretty much all my receivers <laughs> <laughs> and Kamara. Yeah. I have to say, I had Carlos Hyde on the bench. He put up 16.5. If I had just started him, even over Kamara. I would have come away with that week. Yeah, but you're never actually going to start Carlos Hyde over Kamara. But, no. You know, you have those weeks sometimes where it's just tough to pull out. But, you know, I think looking at J-Mart's team, he made that trade for Russell Wilson, and that's turned out 
looking really good oh, for yeah. him. No, that's paying uh, off really well. Russell Wilson put up 29 points for him this week. Uh, struggled with Derrick Henry a little bit, but Mark Ingram looked solid. Michael Thomas and, and Adam Thielen both look solid. Adam Thielen's finally getting those targets, and he's looking like the guy that, that we know him to be. Yeah. Uh, he actually took his kicker out late yeah, just so he, he wouldn't get any negative points, um, and, and it would have helped him even a little bit more, but I think that was a smart move by him this yeah. week. Had Golden Tate come back. He put up 19.2, but he was unfortunately on his bench, but uh, definitely somebody he can look yeah. forward to in the future. Exactly. I yeah, know Golden Tate's looking really good with Daniel Jones passing to him. So definitely a guy to keep your eyes on. J-Mart, you might want to start him. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we talked about one of the teams this week that went 1-4 and four being yours truly. Let's talk about another one winning back-to-back weeks. Shane. Yeah. And you know who he beat? It was the 5-0 and o bow record. This was the team that was 0-4. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, now he's two and four. He's making a major comeback. Just beat the last undefeated team uh, in the league. He beat him a, a 111 to 107 behind a big Matt Ryan performance. Royce Freeman was good for him. He just traded Le'Veon Bell for uh, Jordan Howard, which didn't really work out too yeah. well. But Tyler Lockett was able to put up a solid amount of points. And let's look at Austin Hooper against the Arizona Cardinals. Now, we know about the Cardinals Ooh. and their struggles on defense against the tight end. But Austin Hooper's been really, really good this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's looked really solid. Really great, strong performance against, yes, a defense that has been struggling against the tight ends in the Arizona Cardinals. But still, he caught all of his targets, 8 for 8, 117 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, and if we look back at, I, I think it's funny because if we if we take a look back at the draft before Shane took over this team, Austin Hooper was a guy that I traded a pick for to the previous owner of this team. I traded the pick that, that ended up being Austin Hooper. I got a bunch of stuff back, and I was like, I was really surprised that he ended up going with Austin Hooper there, but I think Shane's got to be happy that he ended up doing it because yeah. Austin Hooper's been one of the top tight ends um, of the year so far, and he was able to win against, like we said, 5-0 and Bow record, who had Lamar Jackson put up a great week. Carryon Johnson was solid. DeAndre Hopkins finally uh, put up 12 points, which was nice. Chris Godwin, he's a top top wide receiver. Even Devontae Parker put up a good a good day, but yeah. it just it wasn't enough for him. And unfortunately, he didn't have much help on his on his bench either. That could have taken away from that. He had a lot of bye weeks this week, so exactly. Uh, Bo record still, I, I think, definitely one of the top guys in this league. But it was really cool to see Shane uh, pull this one out. Yeah, yeah, no, that's big confidence boost right there in your team. Yeah, for sure. Uh, next matchup. So one not so close. We've got T-Bone Steak versus Hey Darnold. T-Bone Steak winning 136-292. And this was the third 1-4 team that won this week. We had yes. we really had these 1-4 teams uh, come out and, and play really well. Hey Darnold, he did have uh, Carson Wentz and, and Duke Johnson, Leonard Fournette, who all put up good numbers, but... Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper, they were terrible. Will Disley went out with that horrible injury. Yeah, he's probably out for the season. Yeah, I heard that it's it's likely a, a torn left Achilles, and, mm. and, and that's never good. I feel really no, sorry all. for him. If you remember last season, Will Disley went out with a similar injury. It was a patella injury. Yeah. He was out for the season. But if, if, if there's anything good to take away from this, it's that um, he was able to come back and be a really good tight end still, even from that injury. So... He's shown us that he can come back from injury and still be productive, so I'm still holding on to him, but 
you can't expect him to be back this season. No, I, I wouldn't expect him to be back until next season. Like you said, it's unfortunate, but it is what it is. Yep. And hey, Darnold also had the uh, kicker of the week, and yes. Matt Freider, who's been amazing. He put, put up 21 points. We're going to talk about him a little bit later, um, but let's go ahead and look at the winning team here. T-Bone Steak with Tom Brady, uh, Devontae Freeman. Picked it up, played awesome. Same did Julio Jones. Of course, you got to start those guys against the Cardinals defense. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey looked really, really good. He caught a touchdown. I think he almost caught two touchdowns. And then, of course, the number one fantasy yes. player of the year, the New England Patriots defense. <laughs> they've been they've been so good. They're by far yeah. and away the best defense this year, and one of the best defenses I've seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to say, looking back at the beginning of the season, it was kind of like. Who's going to be scoring for the Patriots now that Gronk's gone? Well, their defense picked the ball up on that one. <laughs> exactly. And, and we talked about Will Disley going out for Hey Darnold. I want to mention really quick, and we're going to talk about it a little bit later again, but Hunter Henry, who was coming back from yes. an injury, I wasn't expecting much from him, and I don't think anybody was. Hunter Henry went out, 8 for 9 receptions, 100 yards, 2 touchdowns, put up 26 points. Hey Darnold's not going to miss a step missing Will Disley. No. <laughs> I love Hunter Henry, but the injuries are always a concern. But he's he looked as strong as ever this game. Yeah, and I mean the Saints defense looked pretty good. He had them on the bench. Um, yep. But honestly, he only had one or two guys that he could have plugged in. And looking at it, it still wouldn't have put him up over T-Bone Steak. So. Yeah, and again, this was just a tough matchup for Hey Darnold, but. He is our resident Jets fan, and if you look at the Jets' upcoming schedule these next few weeks, they play... This is starting in Week 9. Yeah, in, it, so starting in Week 9, they play the Dolphins, the Giants, the Redskins, the Raiders, the Bengals, and then the Dolphins again in Week 14. So all the way up until the second week of the playoffs, <laughs> this guy's got a few Jets on his team that yeah. are really going to be standing out for him, so... Again, a scary team just because of that, and I you can't beat that no, schedule. That's like going down the line of all of the worst teams in the NFL. Exactly. I mean, just that alone, that could be taking the Jets to the playoffs right there. Exactly. <laughs> all right, let's look, take a look at our final matchup of the week here. It was Plesko now and forever. Uh, he put up 105 points against a still hot Jay Santos, Nikhil Steele team, who is now 5-1. and one. Uh, Plesko's now the... Bottom team in our league after uh, going one and five, he's got a decent roster, but I'm I'm a little bit worried about him. Yeah, no. Uh, Odell had a better week this week. Still not exactly what you're expecting out of your top wide receiver. You want a little bit more. Kenny Galladay looked pretty good, uh, but still pretty much similar numbers to Odell. Uh, his kicker, Brett Maher. How do you say his name? Mayor. Mayor. Well, he had a good week, so yeah, can't complain there. He put up 14, 13 points, my bad. Yeah, he did, and, and you know you can't always rely on the kicker. Let me ask you something. Um, if you're in Plesko's position right now, are you trading Odell after, after a good week? Because right now he's just let you down a ton, and you're 1-5. If you're going to stick in this thing, you really need to win, and if Odell's not getting it done for you, I think you might be able to capitalize on this week and the name value and and get some pieces that can help you win now. Exactly. I would I would at least definitely shop him around, see what you could get for him, see if it's worth looking into. But I wouldn't say you're necessarily going to get much because, like we all know, 
he hasn't been having a good season. Yeah, exactly. And you know, for me personally, from from another perspective, I'm I'm definitely down to look into to buying Odell. But like you said, I I don't know how much I can really pay up for him just because I'm, you know, I'm kind of in a similar position where if I was you know four and one or sorry five and one or, or four and two. You know, I, I might look more into it because I can take that chance. But right. wh- where I'm personally at, at at two and four, it's it's tough. And I think it, I think if I'm him, like you are too, I'm I'm not like just giving him up. But I'm exactly. definitely looking to shop yeah. him around. And I mean, if you're gonna be holding on to him, Plesco is not in a bad position. Unfortunately, being in the one and five that he's in, that's a good position. That's for holding on to a guy and seeing what he can do in the future it's a good position to be in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I, I would definitely look for Plesko to be making uh, some moves here to try to help his roster. But again, he's got a decent roster. Chris Carson, Aaron Jones, you know, Jameis Winston's off and on, but he's got Odell and Kenny Galladay. He's mm-hmm. also got, you know, Austin Eckler and some, and some good bench guys. Sony Michelle's still on his team. And, ah. and some of these guys that, that really could be good, uh, maybe trade pieces for him to, Right to help get some just some new some fresh new guys on his team to, exactly. to help get some wins in automatically. But let's move over to the other side of this matchup. <laughs> uh, John Santos, man, th- this team is this team is very very good. Uh, he's got of course Deshaun Watson. He was the quarterback of the week. Uh, looked fantastic. Everybody's talking about him in the NFL. Oh, maybe yeah. an MVP candidate. Exactly. Um, but then what I really love about this team is the combo of McCaffrey and Chubb. That is such a strong running back combo. Exactly. And especially this week, Nick Chubb putting up 25 points, McCaffrey putting up almost 20 points, and and, and almost all of that came in the first half. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I just don't think that you can go into a week with those two guys and feel you know, worried about it. I, I think you, you're going to feel like you're going to win every single week if you have that running exactly. back combo. I have to say, though, they're both on bye next week. So let's see. Looks like, Alex, you are versing John next week. So you will not have to face McCaffrey or Chubb next week. Wow. That's that's big for him. He does have Melvin Gordon still, so we're going to see how how that works out for him. And, and you know, he's got, a, he's got a couple other running backs here. Of course, David Montgomery. Uh, he didn't who, put up anything this week. He was on bye this week. Oh, my bad. Um, John, John likes to start guys on bye week or who are on IR. That's kind of his thing. He, he still wins, so it doesn't right, matter. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, a 5-1 and one team. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see if he can hold it with both of those guys on bye. But the thing that I like about that is, you know, having a week 7 bye for your two best players, you're going to have them for the whole exactly. second half of the season. And, yeah. and so I think... I think it's a good it's a good time to have them both on by now. Get it out of the way. If you take a loss, you take a loss. You're five and one. Five and two is not bad. And then no, you can go into the all. rest of the season knowing you're going to have McCaffrey and Chubb every week. Which is scary if you're facing him after week seven. Exactly, and I think I might be a couple times. So I'm a little <laughs> bit worried about that. But yeah, well, and he's got some pretty good bench pieces too with uh, Jameis Crowder, Jamison. Jamison Crowder, yeah. yeah. And, and also, Curtis Samuel had a really good week this week. I think Curtis Samuel is one of those guys who's just a super, super, super talented wide receiver who you may have never heard of. <laughs> yeah. And he's, he's got a lot of those. Of course, Deshaun Hamilton, uh, um, James Washington, Traquan Smith, a lot, a lot of these guys, John Ross even, Will Fuller, that are very, very talented wide receivers on his bench that, that he can really plug in any week. So exactly, um, yeah. a lot of depth on that team, a lot of, lot of star power too. T.Y. Hilton is going to be coming back for him this season or this this week. week. Sorry, 
Um, so he, he's got a lot of uh, a lot of depth and a lot of talent on that team, and, and it'll be interesting to see if he can pull it out this week against... against uh, Alex. Yeah. I want to see. It, it'll be interesting to see if he can pull it out this week against a... Uh, a tag poppers team who's really looking to pull out a win this week, and they they really need to. I, I think he's going to come out with with a chip on his shoulder after losing like he did last week. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And for John, even though it's a good thing moving forward for the rest of the season, still having a game without your top two running backs that's rough. Exactly. And speaking of Alex, we're actually going to get the opportunity to go over and talk to him now. So let's go ahead and jump right into that. All right, and now we are here, uh, Diego and I, with Alex, uh, the owner of, of course, Tag Poppers. Alex, how are you doing, man? Why don't you introduce yourself a little bit and tell us, you know, maybe how you got into fantasy football? Well, it's good, man. Um, now nah, I've been playing fantasy football since high school, so I can't really tell you how I got into it, but I've been playing it for a while, so... <laughs> That's awesome, man. Well, hey, well, we're glad to have you in the league. Uh, what do you think of the league so far, and you know, and especially how your own team is doing? Um, well, I'm really glad that it's like an active league. Uh, a lot of leagues, you know, some a couple people that are out of contention kind of fall out. Um, but it seems like a lot of the people that are on the lower end of the of the winning spectrum have been trying to make some moves as far as the future goes. I'm I'm pretty happy uh, with how my team has been doing. I made a couple trades early on, got a lot of rookie picks stockpiled. So yeah, man. So um, we yeah, I know we made a few trades, and uh, you actually recently made a trade to pick up Le'Veon Bell, man. So why don't you explain, you know, kind of your thought process as far as that goes? Yeah. So I think it was with Shane Diff, I believe, that I made that trade with. Um, he was really into buying into Tyler Lockett and. We, I just somehow negotiated taking out my rookie picks, and he, he liked Jordan Howard a lot, so I figured I'd add that into him. And honestly, it was a good move for him because he picked up a win this week. But yeah, he's really been uh, he's really been coming back. And and Diego, I know we talk about um, an awful lot about about uh, Alex's roster, and and yes, he seems to be yes, making making a lot of moves. So um, yeah, man, it's just it's just been awesome to to have you on here. So. Um, as far as just going forward, why don't you why don't you tell us what you think about um, you know kind of your plan a little bit not not to disclose too much of course but um, you know maybe maybe how you see your team going and, and what your plans are for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, as far as my roster goes, I'm pretty happy with the amount of running backs that I have. That was probably one of my main things. I've never played in a dynasty, so I was kind of under the assumption that running backs are really crucial, but. The only thing that I'm a little worried about is obviously they have like a shorter shelf life than receivers. So I have guys like David Johnson, Le'Veon Bell, who are probably going to be, you know, not as elite as they are currently in a couple of years. So yeah, for sure. You go go ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. I may look to move a couple of those guys, you know, in the near future. Um, But I still view them as pretty elite running backs. So. Um, I've also been in trade talks with a couple owners right now as far as picking up some younger guys. Um, one of the owners is in Boston right now, so um, I haven't really been able to communicate with him because I wasn't sure um, if he's been receiving my texts or anything, but I'm sure I'll hear from him soon. The typical uh, Nikhil Steele does, doesn't pick up the phone. I, I know what that's like. <laughs> 
But yeah, man, you got the three-headed monster of uh, Le'Veon Bell, Dalvin Cook, and David Johnson. That's yeah. that's awesome. And then you've also got some some good young uh, receivers, man. I definitely think you're one of the teams to be uh, to be looking out for this season. And and you know your record definitely 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 portrays that. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit just about with the NFL. Wait, hold, up. Um, hold, hold up, trade just got made. I was oh. about to say you just did something. Did we have a? Oh, we had. Yes, second. we did. Holy wow. cow! Jeez, okay. And for the second week in a row, we have a live <laughs> trade going down. So you're wow. picking up here even more running backs in Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb. And you gave up a whole lot of young picks and talents, but uh, DJ Moore, Josh Jacobs, Debo Samuel, and, and let's see here, three, three first-round picks in 2020 in two seconds. Two that's seconds. that's a big, that's a huge trade. I think that's the biggest trade we've had all season. Kev, we were just talking about Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb ourselves a couple hours ago. Yeah, you, you'll hear us talking on the... Uh, uh, on the original podcast, this uh, this interview is, of course, uh, recorded a little bit later. We talked about the the two headed monster of McCaffrey and Chubb, and how when you have those two guys, you you really look into uh, in, into competing every single week. And so um, now you have a man. Uh, why don't you Why don't you tell us how you're feeling right now? I mean, I'm a little bit disappointed that I won't be able to participate in the rookie draft, but. I feel like that was a good addition to the team. I'm going to have to decide if I bench Lev or if I bench Nick Chubb. Um, one of the things I would like to bring up um, is that I feel like in this league, a couple owners are a little bit more emotionally attached to like certain players and other owners. Um, they make a little bit more like emotional decisions. You know what I mean? As far as like selling low, buying high. It seems like uh, John Nikhil Steele... Um, it seems like he's playing for the future. That's got to be what his plan is because he has got a hell of a lot of rookie picks stocked up. For sure, for sure. And, and I think yeah. personally, um, you know, just just giving up such a high pick like Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb, I think with a lot of those picks, you're looking to kind of get that guy back. But if he does want to play for the future, he's doing it the right way. And He's got a lot of picks. You got too many running backs. You need to <laughs> trade me a couple of them. He's got 11 picks the next two years. Um, obviously, both those guys are on bye as well, so he's playing me. So if he's looking to pick up a win, he just did himself a favor. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's, that's insane, man. So, so anyway, yeah, speaking of I trades, I, I, wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit, bit about the NFL um, just because, you know, right now this this weekend and, and going into next week is the NFL trade deadline. We saw some – some massive, massive trades go down um, with Jalen Ramsey going to the Rams. Of course, Marcus Peters yeah. going to the Ravens. Uh, what do you guys think about, about that? I think as far as the uh, Marcus Peters trade going to Baltimore, I think that um, what did they give up? They give up like a player and a pick, correct? Yeah, it was- uh, yeah they gave up uh, two first-round picks. They received um, a fourth-round pick. Or I'm sorry, they – the Rams gave up in the Jalen Ramsey trade two first-round picks and uh, and a player um, in the Marcus Peters trade. I believe they received a pick and then gave up 
or they received a pick and, and received a, li- a linebacker as well. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was a definitely a lot of moves. They probably should have traded Marcus Peters to the Jags and maybe saved one of their picks that they gave up in that trade. But um, other than that, I mean, it was it was beneficial for all the teams, I feel like, in all these trades. For sure. I think it was a win-win-win. You see, of course, Jalen Ramsey, he wanted to get out of there, so now he's in a better in a better place. Uh, you know, the, the Jaguars got the two first-round picks that they were asking for that nobody thought that they could get. And then, of course, um, you know, the, the Rams – our beneficiaries. And I even think the Ravens um, have a really, really strong secondary now. So I think everybody's uh, looking good right now. And then um, I, I actually saw a really funny stat in the last five years, um, or I'm sorry, in the last five first round draft picks that the Jaguars have made three of them being of course, uh, Bortles, Fowler, and now Ramsey are all on the Rams, which is kind of a funny. Well, that's quite the coincidence right there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought so too. So, um, but uh, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens in the NFL and and I guess now in our league as far as some of these massive trades that are going down. Yeah, well, and not yeah. even just massive trades, but did you see uh, the Titans are benching Mariota over Tannehill? I did see that. I did see that. Now the Rams haven't had a pick in the last what five years? First round pick. Yeah, I know they look like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I gave up all my rookie picks pre pre draft pre startup, and I used those um, rookie picks to try and acquire like earlier draft picks. And then once I had my team solidified, I gave up some of my bench players and like a couple of my starters to try and get some of my depth back. And then, yeah, I mean, after that, the only other trade that I know was a little bit one sided was the trade that you made with. John a little bit earlier in the year he apparently he was under the impression that he was going to receive two first um what do you think in other leagues if there's ever like a discrepancy in opinions how would you say that should be settled um you know I definitely think um just as as the commissioner you can't uh you know, you you can't go about it saying that oh the trade doesn't seem fair from the beginning, therefore it shouldn't happen. All that stuff. I don't I don't believe in that at all, unless it's truly you know somebody just selling their players and not getting anything back and just you know pretty much quitting the league. Then I don't like to see that. But other than that, as far as as far as you know going back on on all that stuff, I I don't really have um or I I'll say I don't I don't believe in that. But at the same time, you know I I like to to see you know, everybody in the trade be as happy as possible. And, and, uh, we did have the discrepancy there, you know, it was a little unfortunate. We talked about it and I think he ended up being okay with it. But, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, man, I, I, it definitely has caused some, some massive, uh, disruption in the league. We, we see him selling, uh, some of his best players now. So, um, what thoughts on this trade? You know, this trade is, it's out there. I'll say, I'll say that, um, you know, I, I definitely think that John, if, if if I were to give him the advice, I don't think that he should have done this just because I still think that he was at one of the most competitive teams in the league. But at the same time, I feel like, you know, he's getting a lot back for what he's giving up. And if you are truly just going to sell everybody, you can't ask for much better than that return. So you think yeah. it was a fair trade? Uh, I think, yeah. I mean, I, I you definitely got both the first and the second best players in the trade. But if he's going young oh, yeah. and he just wants rookie picks, then then I think that he got everything he could ever ask for in there. 
Yeah, I have to say that the one thing I'm surprised about, Christian McCaffrey and Nick Chubb, they're both younger players. And I have to say, I thought John was going for it this year. He's got a great record right now. Uh, but definitely with it being a dynasty, he is definitely playing for the future right now. So that'll be interesting to see how that pans out. He'll basically be the only one active, it looks like, in the first round of the Dynasty League. <laughs> right. Uh, in the rookie draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is going to be a crazy, crazy uh, thing. I know he's a big fan of Jerry Judy, so look for him to snag him. Um, he's been in Boston, too, so I haven't heard anything from him. So this is the first I've ever heard from him in the past <laughs> wow. couple days. That's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Well, all right. Uh I think that'll do it for us. Thank you uh, a lot, Alex, for joining us um, and being on the show. We enjoy had, enjoyed having you. Um, and do you have any closing remarks before we let, head out? Yeah, thank you. Um, good luck uh, trying to compete with me now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see about that. All right, guys. Uh, we're going to carry on with the rest of the episode. But for me, uh, Diego, and Alex, that'll be it for us. Thank you. All right, thank you, Alex. And uh, that you know that was that was a really awesome interview. It's it's so cool to get to hear, you know, people in our league and, and, and to get to really see their views on things because I think a lot of the times it's like yeah we have our own views and we talk about our own teams a lot, but it's really cool to get to to hear somebody else's story of how they got into fantasy exactly. football and even and even uh, you know talk about that with them so yeah and getting to hear getting to hear from the two of us every week getting a third (laughs) third opinion can be a little bit refreshing for sure and and of course you know if anybody else is interested in in jumping on one of these weeks we would love that we would love to have you on so so let us know um but now we're going to move into a a little bit of a new segment here and um we're going to move into what we are going to call the lineup of the week where we each picked uh a player at Lineup of the week. Um, we each shoot. <laughs> lineup of the week together. We picked, um, you know, a player at each position um, who we want to talk about, who who really stood out this week, and and I think we should just go through these guys and talk about them. So at the QB position, we talked about him a little bit. It's Deshaun Watson. He had an amazing week this week. Uh, we talked about him before. He was struggling. That offensive line is not helping him at all. And teams are really just converging on on uh, DeAndre Hopkins, his number one wide receiver. But I think in these last two weeks, we've really seen him move the ball around, spread it out to guys like Will Fuller, um, and as well as you know the running game is helping him out with Carlos Hyde, and, and he's just looked amazing. Mm-hmm. People are talking about him for MVP candidate. Yeah, uh, you know the the battle between him and Mahomes is is really exciting, and um, you know it, it, I think it's just really good to see him step it up. He's going to be getting Kenny Stills back again, another weapon here soon. So uh, Deshaun Watson just looks as good as as good as ever. Exactly. I mean, he put up thirty one points this week, and he had two interceptions. Wow! Like, and he won. Yeah. The game. Yeah. They beat the Chiefs. So, I mean, when you have two interceptions, usually you're talking about at least one of those interceptions being the game breaker for you. But he still pulled it off. He passed for 280 yards, rushed for 42 as well. So, I mean, he's just putting up numbers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's He's been amazing. I think, you know, of course, he's on um, John Santos's team. Definitely a scary guy to face. Um, you know, he's the number three quarterback right now. But I think, 
I think moving forward, he's going to be moving up there, and and I think you got to look at him season long as a top top quarterback, and and of course in a dynasty league, he's only 24 years old, so so you love to see that. Um, of course, you'd love to see that offensive line improve a little bit. Of course, next year they're going to be getting Lamar Miller back, and yeah. and you'd love to see DeAndre Hopkins be able to get open a little bit more. And exactly, you know, if all those things start to happen, you you get a Deshaun Watson who's number three right now, and and yeah. and then it's just going to explode from there. So well, and looking playoff playoff and championship implications, week 15, 16, and seventeen plays Titans week fifteen, Tampa Bay week sixteen. So, yeah, and the Titans are you know a little bit of a tough defense, but uh, again, I'm not I'm not super worried about it, and especially you know later down the line, I think the Titans are going to be really just trying to figure stuff out, and they might yeah. be a little bit disappointed and and just down on themselves a little bit. They've already benched Mariota, yeah, and uh, y- you know I don't see them as a playoff team, so no, it's not at all. It th- it could be a good matchup later down the line. Yeah. Um, of course, next week he plays New Orleans. No, no. Of course, next week he plays Indiana, uh, which is a little bit tough of a matchup, but um, I look for it to be a higher scoring matchup. So, of course, he's a great start again next week. Now we're going to move into our running back starter of the week. Of course, he is on your team, so I'll let yes. you go ahead and kick this one off. What do you got for us? My man, James Conner. He almost pulled it off for me again. Just a few points shy. I think he left the game with an injury. Um, I didn't see exactly. I wasn't following the game too much. I was a little bit busy, but he still put up 27 points. Yeah, it looks like a quadricep injury. He left in the fourth quarter, and, um, you know, he he had a couple touchdowns. Um, and, you know, I, I just think that going forward, James Conner really looks like who you hoped that he would look like yes. um, starting the season. Unfortunately, uh, there there is the injury, and he is now on bye. So I think yeah. I think having your bye right now is good because it'll help him get through this injury. Exactly, um, especially coming back week eight, he faces the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really really good. And so I I'm I'm hoping that James Conner can make it back for that week eight game, of course. But um, you, you know, even if he does miss that game, miss a week, I'm not super worried about him going forward. And he's looking like he's finally going to pick it up. Um, he's really the only option that that team is using right now. They're on the third-string yeah. quarterback who just almost refuses to throw the ball, so it's always to James Conner. Even Jalen Samuels, who um, I would worry a little bit about him coming back just because he had such a big role in that mm-hmm. team, and I think he'll jump right back into that when he comes back. But without him, James Conner is really like the guy in that offense. It's hurting Juju Smith-Schuster. It's hurting some of the other wide receivers. But you know, James Conner has just been the man. And I think the more he shows um, the Steelers that he can be that guy, the more they're going to use him even when they have a full roster. Exactly. And he's he's almost kind of, right now, he's playing more like a David Johnson kind of role where he's doing really good in the passing game, not as hot in his running game, but he's still putting up points. Yeah, and that's what worries me a little bit when Jalen Samuels comes back. He is that pass-catching guy. He is that, you know, that fullback tight end yeah. type of role. But, um you know, of course, James Conner, he's he's only 24 years old, and they're going to love having him. And so I think the more that they can use him, the more that they will try to. Right now, in uh, in PPR, he's the number 12 uh, overall running back, standard number 15. We're in a half PPR, so he'll be somewhere in between there. Yeah. But, um, you know, that's after starting off very, very slowly. So 
putting up 27 points like he did this last week, I think is really impressive. And coming into the bye, hopefully he can get better for that matchup against the Dolphins. All right, so let's move into our wide receiver, and it is none other than Stephon Diggs. A very surprising outing, I would say, because we've seen all of the, you know, just kind of commotion around the Vikings. They only want to run the ball to Dalvin Cook. That's all they were going to do. Well, you know, Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen didn't like that so much, And, and there was a lot of drama between them and Kirk Cousins, a lot of possible... You know, trade rumors and everything. We finally saw Thielen be able to get the targets last week, and and he looks great. But Diggs still didn't look good. And but this week we saw a new. I don't know if you watched the game. We saw a brand new Vikings offense. They looked explosive. They looked yeah, they very, did. very, very good. Kirk Cousins looked really, really good. Um, if this is the offense they're running, <laughs> I think they could turn this se- this season around. Oh, very much. Be so very this. good. Stephon Diggs, he put up 167 yards and three touchdowns. Now, if you were watching the game, he almost brought in a fourth. He put up 40 fantasy points. What an amazing outing by him. Very amazing outing. And, and, you know, to do it against the Philadelphia Eagles, a very good team, very good defense. You know, I'm very, very impressed. He faces the Dolphins next week, which is another good defense. But then he's got Washington and Kansas what did I say? Dolphins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he faces Detroit next week, which is a good defense. But then after that, he gets Washington and Kansas City. The thing I love about Stephon Diggs is with the Vikings, if they're running this type of offense, you have to stop the run with both Dalvin Cook and um, Alexander Madison, who's looked really, really good as a their, their rookie backup running back there. But then you've also got the number one wide receiver in Adam Thielen. Yeah. Stephon Diggs doesn't get the big coverage that some no, of these other doesn't. guys get. So he can be a number one wide receiver without having to face those coverages. Right. And, uh, you know, season long, if this is how it continues to go, and I can't fully expect that, but I really like what I'm seeing in Stephon Diggs, and I'm really happy that I traded for him. Well, I have to say, great week, obviously. Anybody putting up 40 points is having a great week. I wouldn't get your hope up too much because other than that, his season high was 11 points. Yep, yep. He was averaging more like six points a game other than that one as well. So he's not he's not having the strongest season. And yes, having the big week like this that's quieted all the media focusing on the trade, him wanting a trade and all that. Still there though. Just because you have a great week doesn't mean it disappears. Yeah, no, and I totally agree. But what I guess what I'm more excited about, even more so than Stephon Diggs necessarily, is that offense evolving right. into something into something a lot better. You have the uh, you have the pieces. Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs and Adam Thielen is possibly the best wide receiver core in the league. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, I personally believe, and I, I know a lot of people are against this. I've always liked Kirk Cousins. I don't think that he's a star. I don't think he's great, but I think he's more than good enough to get it done. Right. And especially yeah, when no, you exactly. open that when you open the field up and allow him to throw the ball, you allow, you know, Diggs and, and Thielen to get to get the ball, not only is it going to open up the running game more because now exactly. teams aren't going to be able to tell what you're going to be able to do. And that opens it up for Dalvin Cook. Of course. It, it it just opens the entire offense up. They've got some of the best offensive pieces in the game if they would use them. And, and right. I ho- I'm hoping that they start to do that. It's what we saw last week. I hope going forward they're like, hey, this actually works and are smart about it. Um, and I think they'll start winning some games. You know, this was a 
this was a big win against Philadelphia, who you know is they're they're competing with. They've got you know the Lions, who look like a good team. Um, but but if you can if you can stack some wins together here, um, I think you're going to be re- looking really really solid going on. Unfortunately, he does have a late bye week, week 12, and then that's followed by Seattle, Detroit, uh, the Chargers, and Green Bay in the championship. So some tough defenses at the end of the year, but. You know, like I said again, he's not going to be getting the number one coverage, so I'm not too worried about Stephon Diggs going forward if this offense can evolve. Moving on to our tight end of the week in our lineup, it's going to go to a man, Hunter Henry. Yeah, he Hunter Henry looked he looked like I everybody hoped he would look <laughs> coming into the year. You know, exactly. of course. Um, coming off some big, big injuries uh, from last year, he missed all of last season. Coming in, I really liked him. I drafted him in, in a lot yeah. of leagues, including this one. Ended up trading him um, before before the season started. Um, but, you know, Hunter Henry now on on um, Hey Darnold's team is is looking like a really, really good option. And, and if, yeah. he can, if he can keep up what he was able to do this week, then I think uh, he's going to be great for Phillip Rivers and the Chargers. Exactly. Well, and not only did he come off of injuries from the offseason, he came off a knee injury from week one. So he hasn't played since week one. He's been out, knee injury, and he puts up 26 points. Yeah. Including highlight play, touchdown pass. He caught it, got his second foot down, like literally barely inbounds. Wow. Yeah, so a really impressive play, especially if you can be doing those toe-tap catches coming off a knee injury. Yeah, no, very, very very good, and... You know, Hunter Henry, I think the one problem with him is always the injury concerns, but if he's out there, you got to play him. And, uh, and yeah, I, I, I just I love Hunter Henry for the rest of the season yeah. going forward. Um, we also saw, uh, going back real quick, um, a, an awesome Stephon Diggs toe-tap catch in the back of the end zone <laughs> last season. So we've had a lot of cool uh, toe-taps with our lineup of the week. And real quick, I just want to run through the Panthers and uh, – and, and Matt Prater, who are our defense special teams and kicker, respectively, of the week, um, as we're running out of time here. But the Panthers, of course, put up a monster week. Uh, luckily for me, uh, <laughs> they put up 23 points this week. Unfortunately, they're on bye um, here in week seven. And, uh, and Matt Prater of the Lions has been amazing these yeah, last he few weeks. He's been he's been something else. Um, they use him a lot, and, and so he's definitely somebody that – if you have him, you you love starting him every week because he's going to put up 20 points for you exactly. at the kicker position. I mean, you can't deny. I mean, he's a great kicker. He has the record for the longest field goal this on is true. record. So. This is true. 64 yards. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so that'll do it for our lineup of the week. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Um, we want to keep you know revolving around some things to keep it interesting for you. Uh, but here we're going to go into our last segment here, something we haven't done in a couple weeks, and it is our matchup of the week for week seven for our dynasty league and we have some really cool sibling some really cool sibling rivalry diego uh t-bone steak versus bow record uh bow record of course is the older brother of t-bone steak uh what do you think of this matchup looking like a really really good matchup right now it's projected obviously those projections change so much especially if Either one of them don't have their exact starting lineup right now. Week hasn't started, so wouldn't expect it. Right now it's projected at 107 to 108. Bow record projected to win as of right now. 
very narrow margins. Yep. Looking at the lineups right now, it looks pretty strong. Yeah, it does definitely. And you know, Bo record, he's he's been he was undefeated. Now he's not, but um, you know, it's going to be tough to if he loses two weeks in a row, it's going to be a tough pill to swallow for him against, yeah. especially against his little <laughs> brother. Um, but you know, I, I think for T Bone Steak, I'm looking out for uh, for Malcolm Brown. Um, Todd Gurley's going to be out this week. Malcolm Brown's questionable. He had a terrible week last week. It'll be interesting to see what he can do uh, this week. I'm, I think I'm still starting him, um, but you know, of, of course, he's got he's got some good depth on that team. So um, it, it's also a really good matchup between Julio Jones and and DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, so yeah. uh, it, you know, this is a very interesting matchup all over the place. I'm gonna, I'm excited to watch this one. Yeah, well, and I mean, you've got T-Bone Stakes starting the Patriots yet again, which, as we all know. Super strong defense. That might be the game changer right there. Very well. All right. So that will do it for our week seven. Of course, thank you again to my co-host, Diego. Thank you to Alex. And thank you to everybody who's listening. Like always, let us know if you have any uh, suggestions for the show or would like to hop on an episode. Um, But that'll do it for us for week seven. We will come back and see you next week. And as always, enjoy playing that fantasy football.